You're listening to the Renew Life Church podcast. We hope this message inspires you and challenges you to become a true disciple of Jesus. To find out more about us, go to renewlifechurch.com. Good morning. Happy New Year. No better place to be, in my opinion. Come on. Anybody agree? Get my device open here. Can you give it up for our worship team? My goodness. So, so, so anointed. Did you have a good Christmas? Yeah, good. We did too. It was a great time with some family. I uh, cooked a lot of food, a lot of red meat. Amen. Yes. There were so many men that said amen. It was great. Felt good. Uh, smoked a brisket. Turned out really well. I have to confess and, and actually repent maybe for some of you, but I smoked it on a pellet grill this time. Am I still allowed at church? Okay. Um, no, it worked out really well. I normally do it old school way of like offset smoker and the wood and you have to pay attention and all the things. And this time I just turned a button on and set the heat and walked away. So anyway, it was great. Um, but I, I was talking to someone, I forgot who it was in, in the foyer. There, um, I don't know where she is. And she was like, we were gone for one week and I feel like I haven't been here for two months. And I just miss this place and I'm gone and I miss you when I'm gone. And so uh, it is super awesome to be back in church and I am super pumped uh, to get to share uh, quite a few different things with you today. Um, the first of the year is always such a huge deal. We've got some incredible things in store uh, that I'll share uh, as I go. Uh, one of the things that I wanna start with first is uh, for the last four years, we as Renew Life Church have been taking up what we call a first fruits offering. Uh, last year, I preached a message called First Things First. You're welcome to go back and listen to that. Uh, it, it, it describes, explains, goes scripturally through Old and New Testament uh, of a first fruits offering. Uh, I'm not gonna preach that today because there's quite a few other things on the list uh, today, but I would encourage you to go back and listen to that. But uh, the first fruits offering is not replacement of your tithe. It is beyond the tithe. Uh, it is a, uh, uh, an offering that you pray and ask the Lord, what should I do for this offering? And then you sow it into the church. And this is something that we've done last year. Uh, our first fruits target was that we were going to uh, raise money. First fruits offering was going to go towards building uh, a playground, a turfed playground with a covered awning. Uh, hip shade is what they call it technical terms, uh, for our Mother's Day Out program students and for even our elementary kids and preschool kids to be able to use. That project has been completed. It's across the street in the, in the office parking lot. Your kids are so welcome to use it all of the time, anytime. It's unlocked on Sundays. Uh, but that project was made possible by First Roots Offering. Super awesome to get to do that. It turned out amazing, turned out really good. And so I wanna share this morning, first off, with you uh, what our target is this year of 2023. Um, last August, we hired an incredible new youth pastor, Ray Brodella. He's the person that just led you in worship. Can you give it up for Ray? Yeah, he is doing an incredible job. Him and our youth worship, I mean, our youth uh, leadership team. If you're on the leadership team and youth and you're in the room, would you just stand? We just want to honor you. Are there anyone in here? They all skipped church today. There's one, come on, there's one. Come on, give it up for him. The rest of them need Jesus, I guess. 
I'm just kidding. No, they're, they're doing an incredible job. Uh, I, have a, I have a daughter in our youth group and it is so fun to come and, and listen to the things that she's talking about after church. And uh, there's connections being made in students. There's connection between students and, and other students. There's connection between uh, leaders and other leaders. There's connections between leaders and students. There's, there's the things are happening that you would want to be happening in the lives of a student if you have one. And, and I am super honored and, and thankful for people like Rave. And so one of the things that we uh, put our heads together on, and, and, and I love his leadership, and, and, and the way that he's kind of taking the bull by the horns. Our, students, our student body has grown uh, by almost 50% in five months, which is super awesome. They're going deep, they're going wide, which is great. Uh, but one of the things that we really put our heads together on and we feel really burdened to do is to host our own youth camp. This would be uh, an incredible time. Um, Actually, it's gonna take place June 25th through the 28th. Uh, this is gonna happen in Glorieta, New Mexico. Uh, I don't know if you've ever been to Glorieta's campsite. In a couple of weeks, I'll have a video that I'll be able to show you uh, all of the things. But Glorieta's campsite is stretched over 2,600 acres. It's in the mountains just above Santa Fe, New Mexico. It's beautiful. Uh, they have a blob, and so what else do you need? Uh, they have a man-made lake that's probably 15 or 20 acres uh, with a blob and slides and they have mud pits and they have uh, a giant room like this that we'll be able to use for services and uh, they've got everything that you could possibly think to need. Uh, cafeteria, coffee shop, um, they've got amazing amenities, they've got an entire uh, um, dormitory hotel type thing. They'll give us two floors, one for girls, one for boys so you don't have to worry about that because um, we're wise in Jesus' name. And uh, we've got all of these things that we're wanting to do for these students. And so our target is this. Our target is $60,000 that would be sewn into our students for youth camp. This is gonna do multiple things. This is going to bring the average cost uh, for a family to register their student really, really low. It's gonna be considerably lower than uh, other rates that we're hearing about. Uh, one of the things about youth camp is it becomes so expensive that people can't send their students. And so oftentimes we have incredible generous people in the church that they'll sponsor students, but we're trying to get ahead of that in some ways. And so part of this money will help bring that cost really low for them to, to be able to attend. Also, uh, it'll help ensure that your students and your kids, uh, your, your most prized possessions, if they're like mine, that they travel in the most comfort, but then also in the safest form of travel. And so we'll be renting multiple charter buses to actually take our students from one place to the other. They won't be spreading out in a, a bunch of different vehicles. Um, we'll also be inviting the, the Renew Life uh, Lubbock youth group with us as well, which would be really fun. So the student body here, we'll get to intermingle with the student body there. Uh, there's a couple other churches that we have on our hearts to invite them to join us at camp as well. Uh, another thing that will we'll help the 60,000 is going to help with is to pay for the biggest expense, which is the campground ex itself. And just to give you some perspective, uh, the campground itself is $39,000. And so I know that that sounds astronomical and I know that, that sounds huge. And it's like, well, couldn't we do something different? I just need you to understand this. There are things that happened. We did a camp in 2019. There were things that happened that are still burning in students today. They're college students right now. They're in the army right now. They're in the Navy right now. There are students that, that came with us on camp and something stirred up in them that has not gone out. 
and there is no dollar amount that is too big for God to actually do something in a student's life and it never shifts and it never changes. And so your seed is going into very, very good ground because they are the people that are gonna be leading us in a very short amount of time. They're the people that are gonna be singing on this stage, they're gonna be people that are playing guitar, they're gonna be people that are leading us into the presence of God and I can't see any other place rather than our students to sow a really, really huge seed. Um, the other thing is it'll help pay for some of the adult volunteers that will go. Uh, they won't have to pay for their trip. They're already taking off of work. They're already um, taking vacation days to serve your students, to serve your, your kiddos. And so one of the things that we wanna do is we wanna be able to let them come completely for free and it not cost them at all. Uh, I'm just asking you this. I'm asking you to begin to pray. I'm asking you to begin to put this before the Lord um, January 29th on a Sunday is First Fruits Sunday. On that Sunday, we will uh, take up this First Fruits offering. You'll bring that offering that day. You won't give that today. You won't give it next week. You'll wait until the 29th on First Fruits Sunday. You'll bring this offering and we will put all of this, 100% of all of this is going to go into youth camp in our student body. We won't use this for anything else. It is designated for that. And so uh, whatever you feel the Lord put on your heart, I'm just asking you to begin to pray. It's gonna be an incredible time. I believe there's gonna be amazing things that'll happen. Um, like I said, in weeks to come, I'll have a video that will show you, you'll get a flyby of what Glorietta's campground looks like, the, the amenities, the things, and it's gonna be absolutely amazing. We're super excited and, and very thankful for uh, leaders like Rabe that would just say, you know what, let's just shoot for the sky and let's just go for it. And so I, I'm really, really excited about uh, June, uh, I said it was June 25th through the 28th. And so um, once we have some of the details lined out, we'll, we'll open a registration page. You can sign up early, all the things. It's gonna be awesome. So I wanted to get that out of the way and share that with you. Begin to pray, begin to ask the Lord uh, what it is that you would do, he would have you do for First Fruits offering this year of 2023. 2023, here it is. Y'all ready for it? Yeah, amen. Uh, if you were here last time uh, with us, uh, I shared a message and in that message, I kind of let the cat out of the bag a little bit early, and I told you that we were gonna be embarking on a 30 days of prayer and fasting to start this year off, the year of 2023. And so I've got a video that I, I'm gonna have you turn your attention to in just a moment. This video is uh, from our senior pastor, Braden Connor. He lives in Lubbock. And uh, this is uh, him just kind of giving some insight and some uh, understanding of why we've landed in the place and what has initiated and brought this entire uh, 30 days of prayer and fasting uh, on and, and while, we're, while we're diving into what we're diving into right at the beginning of the year. So if you would, for a few moments, would you just turn your eyes to the screen and we'll play that. Hey, church family, so good to be with you, even though it's via video here on January 1st. Um, I wanted to share something with you that I felt uh, really the Lord asked me to share with you. And actually, I believe he asked me to invite you, uh, us as a church, myself, yourself included, uh, into this journey, um, as most of you would know, uh, Leanne and I have been on a quite lengthy sabbatical uh, over the last almost, well, by the time you're watching this video, it'll have been three months. And um, about the 1st of December, the Lord uh, began to speak to me. In fact, I actually had an encounter with the Lord. I was in prayer. And I want to just share this encounter with, uh, that I had with the Lord with you. Uh, and then just share some things that I think uh, that it might mean. And what I think the Lord is inviting us into here for the next 30 days and, and on into the rest of the year here in 2023. Uh, for very, very first week of December, I was in prayer and I really began over, over the sabbatical to, to see the importance of establishing some new rhythms for myself and prayer and worship and 
uh, getting back to some of the things that I knew I, I've known I've needed to do done all along. And so <clears throat> as, as I was sitting there praying, I began to pray in tongues. And as I was praying in tongues, the, the tongue turned into something different. And uh, I, I knew that this was a deep prayer that I was praying. And the deeper I got into this prayer, all of a sudden I began to have this encounter, this vision from the Lord. And as I was praying in tongues, the Lord began to show me that what was happening in the spirit realm was that, and I saw myself putting a crown on Jesus's head. And uh, I was interacting with the Lord and just thought because my mouth was praying in tongues. And so I was interacting with him and thought, and uh, I was al he allowed me to know that what was happening as I was praying in tongues was I was crowning him king. I was crowning him king in prayer. Uh, as I continued to do this, all of a sudden it's like the, the scene just pulled back a little bit and then I was able to see that he wasn't just sitting nowhere, so to speak. He was actually sitting on a mountain. And so as I was, as the scene kind of pulled away, it was, I was crowning him king, but he was sitting on a mountain. And the Lord just brought to my attention uh, the seven mountain mandate. Some of you have heard of this from, you know, different people. Uh, I, I remember reading a book with Lance Wallnow, by Lance Wallnow and Bill Johnson called the seven, about the seven mountain mandate and these seven mountains of culture that the Lord had, had called us to be influencers in. So I knew immediately that was one of those mountains and I knew intrinsically in my spirit that what he was saying was, is as you're praying, what you're doing is you're crowning me king, but you're crowning me king over an area, whether that was the, 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 the mountain of culture or family or, or sports and entertainment. There's different language for the different mountains. But so I knew that I was crowning him king over something. It wasn't just crowning him king. He was crowning him king over something. And then what he allowed me to do was I began to think, okay, Lord, I, are there areas unique to my life, specific in my life, where I can pray you king over that in this, in this tongue, this new tongue that was coming out of my out of my mouth and so uh, I began to meditate on scenarios and situations that I'm personally going through and and difficulties and and, and things that I needed King Jesus to be king over and so I would meditate on on a situation or I would meditate on uh, a particular person or a particular building and I would just pray out in tongues and I and what I saw was is every time I began to think about that situation Jesus would go and he would sit over that situation and my prayer was crowning him king over that situation. It was an incredibly powerful encounter. In fact, as, I, as the encounter began, kind of ended, well, let me be honest with you. One of the things that was kind of comical about this is the Lord had been calling me into some new uh, disciplines, even in my physical body. And uh, I was sitting there and I had not worked out that morning. And the last thing I saw was as I was praying, all of a sudden, it's like the Lord just interrupted my own desires. And all of a sudden I saw him sitting on my treadmill that was in my garage. And I saw him sitting there on top of my treadmill with the crown. And I'm like, yes, Lord, I will go get on that treadmill. You are king of that as well. And so I actually did. I got up, I got up right away and went out and worked out. And, uh, but anyway, all that to say, as I began to just ponder that encounter, it's very, very powerful. I began to ponder, I actually shared it with Leanne, and as I shared this with Leanne, um, I think I realized that there was some weight on it, there was some anointing on this, and as I shared it with her, she said, man, she just got tears in her eyes, and she just felt the presence of God come on her so strong, and she said, I, I think there's something to this, and so over the next few days, I just began to lean into this in prayer with the Lord, and what I felt like the Lord was saying was, um, and, and there's several more pieces to this, but for the sake of time, I felt like what the Lord was saying to me was, I, 
I gave you this dream in part, one part, so that you would go into places in prayer like you've never gone in, into prayer before, uh, starting this new year in 2023 and, and, and crowning me king, allowing me to be king through prayer uh, in certain areas of your life. But I also felt like it was an invitation to our church, to you, to say, hey, maybe we should start 2023 off with a time of prayer and even a time of fasting and, 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 and praying him into the, uh, as the king over certain situations. There may be situations in your life where uh, you need him to be king. You know, according to scripture, he is the king of all, but it doesn't seem like maybe he's the king of your marriage right now. You don't think he's the king of your financial situation. Or maybe you have a situation with one of your children. It doesn't seem like the promises of God are, are, are becoming true or are true in this particular area. Maybe it's in business or, 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 or whatever it is. Um, I felt like it was an invitation. And so there's actually two parts to this. The first part is, I just want to invite you to um, take the next step in your relationship with the Holy Spirit as it pertains to speaking in other tongues. I want to read you a scripture in Acts chapter 19, very powerful scripture. Starting here in verse one, it says, while Apollos was in Corinth, Paul traveled through the interior regions until he reached Ephesus on the coast where he found several believers. So these were people who were already saved. He said to them, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? No, they replied, we haven't even heard that there is a Holy Spirit. Maybe as I'm talking to you right now, you, this, is, this is news to you that there's something else that past asking Jesus to be the Lord of your life, you, you, you didn't know there was something else. They said, we didn't know there was such thing as the Holy Spirit. He says, then what baptism did you experience? He asked. And they replied, the baptism of John. Paul said, John's baptism called for repentance from sin, but John himself told the people to believe in the one who would come later, meaning Jesus. As soon as they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Then, after that, then Paul laid his hands on them, and the Holy Spirit came on them, and they spoke in other tongues and prophesied. There were about 12 men in all. I think for some of you, this, this initial invitation is an invitation into a relationship with the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues. I know for, for a fact that that encounter that I had with the Lord, this encounter uh, was birthed in tongues, was birthed in praying in tongues. And for those of you who don't understand exactly what this is, the Bible says in Luke chapter 11, that if, if we being evil desire to give good gifts to our children, how much more will the Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask? You receive the Holy Spirit and the power of the Holy Spirit coming on you the same way you receive Jesus. You open your mouth, you confess Jesus is Lord. Same way you confess, Holy Spirit, you're real. I believe that you're good. The Bible says he likens you to a good gift from God. So Lord, if there's more, I want it. I want the Holy Spirit and I want to speak in tongues if you say it's good. Uh, why is speaking in tongues so important? I think there are things in our lives, I know you know this, where I know I should pray, but I don't know what to pray. And that is when we literally surrender ourselves. The Bible says surrender your body as a living sacrifice. We can surrender our body, surrender our tongue, our mouth, our vocal cords, and allow the Holy Spirit to pay, pray the most perfect prayer from heaven, a, a prayer authored by the Holy Spirit himself. It's like we just say, hey, Holy Spirit, I don't know what to pray, but you can borrow my mouth and you can pray whatever you want to pray. That's what I believe was happening to me in that encounter. I didn't know what I was doing, but because I surrendered to the Holy Spirit and allowed Him to pray through me through the power of praying in tongues, and I prayed this thing out that I'm sharing with you right now. So I want to invite you into that. If you've never received the baptism of the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues, now is your time. This is the time for you. 
Uh, and so I want to invite you into that. And so I, I would encourage you, ask another believer, ask one of our prayer leaders at the end of service, ask one of the campus pastors or one of your home church pastors, say, I'm ready for this. If there's something else out there, I want this, I'm ready for this. And so I want to invite you in to that, that place. But with that, I also want to invite you into something we're just going to call 30 Days of Prayer and Fasting. You're, you're watching this video on January 1st, so starting tomorrow will be January 2nd, and that will give us 30 days in January for this season, this time of prayer and fasting. I would encourage you to ask the Lord, Lord, what would you have me fast? If you've never done a fast, we're, I don't really have time to go into it in this video, but uh, just ask the Lord, Lord, what is there something in the natural, something in, in the physical that you would have me lay down? Maybe a food, a hobby, a TV show. Is there something you would have me lay down? Uh, in this season just to remind my flesh that I'm not led by my flesh, but I'm led by my spirit. And in that season, uh, I'm also going to ramp up my prayer. I'm going to pray out things. I'm going to, through my, my, my prayer in tongues, but also my prayer in English, I'm going to declare you king. I believe that's what he was showing me. He's wanting to be king over every area of our life. And he's inviting us to make him king, make him king over your marriage, over your finances, over your children, over, over this ministry, over your, your ministry, or your business, whatever your occupation is, make Him King over every area of life, over our city. I think that's what He's inviting us into. So I just ask that you join us over the next 30 days, starting tomorrow. Uh, we're gonna have some things, your campus pastor will be letting you know what those are, some, maybe some times of corporate prayer where we're gonna come together as a church. But this is really a call to you, the individual believer, to ramp up, to, to come up and to allow King Jesus, that's what he is, King Jesus, to be the king of your life in areas that maybe you've not allowed him to be king before. So Lord, let me just end this little video with, with just prayer. And I just believe the next 30 days, this 30 days of prayer and fasting, we are going to see Jesus King in a whole new way. Lord, we just surrender to you right now. We just, one, we say yes to this invitation. We we accept this invitation into, into a season, an, an, a, a an increased season of prayer and a, and a season of fasting where we set aside the things of the flesh to elevate the things of the Spirit. And we just declare first and foremost, you are King. And we're asking you to continue to show us, show up even in, in other, in, in areas of our life where maybe we've not seen your Lordship and your, your, your Kingship, if you will, whether that's our personal life, our, 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 our job, our occupation, our ministry, whatever that is. We just believe with all of our heart that this invitation is because you want to show up in a new, powerful, transformative way in our lives, in our ministries, our jobs, our families, our cities, more than we've ever seen you before. So we just say yes to this. We say yes to this invitation. And, and we just believe that uh, in 30 days, 30 days from now, we are going to see things and have testimonies that we've never had before. We thank you for this invitation in Jesus' name. Amen. Super awesome. Very, very fun. I. I don't know about you, but uh, man, I am just, I'm super excited, really excited about and expectant going into this 30-day period of, of prayer and of fasting. Who has ever done a fast before? Simply raise a hand. Yeah, awesome. There's a lot of us that haven't, uh, and that's totally fine. You're, you're going to get to embark on a, a journey. You know, one of the things that I shared um, last time we met, and I felt prompted to say this again, and because it, it happened this morning, happened yesterday in my office, but I shared this. Um, the last time I preached in Lubbock, I walked into their sanctuary, and during their, their worship run-through, uh, their practice before the service started, I smelt physically, naturally, in, 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 on the earth. Like, I, I was smelling this with my own nose, but I could smell campfire smoke. 
and it was strong, strong enough that it was burning my nostrils. And I've smelt this and I've had moments like this before. Um, and, and then instantly it was followed by something that was a really sweet smell. And I felt the Lord say, what you're smelling in smoke is me coming to consume sacrificial worship. And what you're smelling in the sweet is my presence, which is the reward of sacrificial worship. And I believe that God falls and consumes all sacrifice. We see this throughout scripture over and over and over. They, they prepare an altar, they offer something up. Back then, it was that they would offer up an animal to atone for, for their sins. And then the Lord would come and they, he would consume that if it was a fitting sacrifice. Because of Jesus and all that Jesus did for us, all of the things that we choose to lay down that cost us something are fitting sacrifices. It is a response of thankfulness and gratitude unto him for what he has done for us. And I believe that in these moments, we need to understand that, that when you offer something up to God, like uh, food or like sugar or like uh, um, bread, <laughs> you're like, you're saying things that I don't wanna hear right now. Uh, it's totally fine, because um, we're gonna live. Um, but he comes and he consumes those things. And even last night as I was preparing and this morning as I was preparing in my office, all of a sudden I am just hit really, really hard with this same smoky smell that burns my nose. And I know the Lord is saying, I, I am going to consume sacrifice. I'm going to fall on my people during this 30 days of prayer and fasting. And so I'm excited specifically, I'm expecting of what is going to happen. And I, I don't wanna share too long here um, because we, we've, we've kind of talked about a few different things, but I, I do wanna say a couple of things. One of the things that I think about when I, when I hear prayer and fasting is I think about this one word and that word is intimacy. Intimacy is such a huge part of our relationship with God. It should be a part of your relationship with God. It'd be something that you uh, are creating and cultivating in your relationship every single day. There should be a moment of every single day that is separated, that is carved out, it's consecrated, for him and you to actually commune with one another like you do with your wife or your husband or your boyfriend. And, and there's even those scriptures that talks about how um, the Lord is like, I remember you in our dating stage how you went after me and how you did all of these things. You're reading like Jeremiah chapter two, I believe. And he, and he paints this picture of the relationship and the love that the, the, the people of God had for him when they really, really, really needed him. They were carving out time. They were going after him in the wilderness and all of these things because they actually were desperate. And this is creating intimacy. And so I think about this word intimacy uh, when I think about prayer and I think about fasting because they are things that are done in a private way. Matthew chapter six, if you go back and read it, it talks about prayer and fasting. And he says, when you pray, some of y'all know this, when you pray, don't be like the hypocrites for they, they stand on the street corners or in the synagogues and they pray so that they will be heard by men. And he says, assuredly I say to you, they have their reward. He says, but when you pray, meaning you and I, when you pray, he says, go into your room, close your door. This is private, this is intimate, right? Most of the time when we have people over at your house, you close your master bedroom door. Am I the only one? Why? Because that is, that is my place. That is our place. Like, it's just weird. Like, don't go hang out in my master bedroom. Like, you might not ever get invited over again. <laughs> ever again. Like, this is, he says, go into your room, you close your door, and you create this place, and then you pray to the Father who is in the secret, and the Father who is in the secret hears you, but he rewards you openly. Talking about intimacy, and then he talks about, 
Uh, charitable deeds, actually he talks about charitable deeds first and then he talks about prayer. Then he talks about fasting. He says, and when you fast, he says, you, you, you do this unto God. He said, don't, don't let your, your face be dis- downcast and, and, and all moody and look like you're, you're really, really struggling and you're gonna dry up any moment because you haven't had chocolate or M&Ms or a payday or a Snickers. Like you're turning into someone else all of a sudden because you're on a fast. No, don't go eat a Snickers in the middle of your fast. It's okay, you're gonna be fine. The Lord is alive and he's alive in you. But he says, you fast unto the Lord, and he says this again, the Father who sees in the secret, he sees what is done in the secret, he rewards you openly. When I think about prayer and I think about fasting, I think about intimacy, and the Lord is always inviting us into this place of intimacy. As I was thinking about this, I was, just, I was drawn to John chapter 15, and I wanna read this really quickly. Uh, it's gonna be on the screen, and I'm gonna spend just a moment here. John chapter 15, verses one through eight, it says this. He says, I am the true vine. This is Jesus speaking. Uh, He says, my father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he, talking about the father, takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he, talking about God, prunes. That it may bear more fruit. You already... You are already clean because of the word which I spoke to you. He says, abide in me and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit in itself unless it abides in the vine, which is Jesus. Neither can you unless you abide in me. Follow me? He says, I am the vine and you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is cast out as a branch and it is withered and they gather them and throw them into the fire and they are burned. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. By this, my father is glorified that you bear much fruit so that you will be my disciples." I think about intimacy, I think about this word abiding. And prayer and fasting keeps me connected to the vine that is Jesus. It is me shifting my attitude, it's me shifting my thoughts, it's me shifting my will, it's me setting something apart that is set for him, and it is me intentionally communing, uh, abiding with Jesus. Uh, They are practices, yes, but they are also uh, responses, and they are invitations and opportunities for me to further my connection with Jesus and the Father. They keep me in this position of abiding. Uh, I use this word abiding as the scripture does, and it uses this word six times, and it means to stay. When you think about your relationship with Jesus, he's saying, abide, stay with me, remain with me. There's a way in which you are designed and called to live where the things that you feel like you felt during worship where God was really close and you, maybe, maybe you had chills or maybe you were, you were really warm or maybe your, 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 your eyes were leaking because you had allergies all of a sudden, which is just crying. Just call it what it is. The Lord is moving. Uh, that's what I do. My eyes leak. And in these moments, we have these encounters with the Lord and you can have those encounters all of the time. He's inviting you, he says, if you will stay connected, remain, if you will keep yourself in close proximity to me, the vine, I will make sure that you bear much fruit. 
Then he says, but apart from me, you can do nothing. Apart from me, you can do nothing. From this place of, of abiding, I am connected to the life source that is Jesus, who always provides the things that I actually need for growth. In this, he calls God the vine dresser, which is someone who has spent so much time, the vine dresser is someone who spent so much time in that vineyard that that vine dresser knows the exact thing that that vineyard needs, that vine needs. He needs to trim this branch in this way at this angle because he knows it's going to produce the very, very most fruit. And he says, God is that vine dresser for you and for I. And there are times when you don't produce fruit that he just cuts that vine or that branch completely off. It's not the branch that we wanna be. There's these other times that even when you're growing and even when you're bearing fruit, that he prunes you. If you've ever pruned anything, that means that you cut it. That's painful, right? And everybody in this room would, would say that God knows you. He knows your heart. He knows your failures. He knows your faults. He knows your, the areas that you win. He knows the areas that you lose. He knows your strengths. He knows your weaknesses. Would you agree, right? And, and we, we agree with that, but then for some reason, when he starts pruning, we're like, hey, don't cut that. You don't know what's good for me. He's like, no, actually, I know the thing that you need because the scripture told us before you even ask it. And if you'll just allow me to prune in some ways, if you'll allow me to uh, shift the way that you think, if you'll allow me to, to, to minister to your emotions, if you'll allow me to actually tell you what to do and affect your will, because your soul is made up of your mind, your will, and your emotions, then I will put you in a position so that you bear more fruit. Some, somebody say more fruit. I want more fruit. In the video, Braden mentioned that he was in this vision, as he was praying in tongues, uh, he was crowning Jesus Lord over multiple situations and circumstances. And abiding in Jesus, it crowns Jesus as Lord over all. When you find yourself creating this intimate place and you find yourself going into the shadow of the Almighty, it changes your perspective. It might be looking like hell out here, but inside of there, it is just communion with the Lord. And that is what he's calling us to in this time of, of prayer and fasting. It's this initiation, this, uh, this opportunity. Any area of your life, any area of life that a branch tries to bear fruit away from the vine is an area of life that that branch has crowned itself king over. There's only one kingdom. There's the kingdom of God. And oftentimes we're trying to build something different. And he is asking us, will you just crown me king over every area of your life and would you just abide in me? I love this, um, I love this concept of intimacy. I love this concept of abiding. I believe it's a place of rest. It's a place of, of rescue. It's a place of refuge where you can just run into this place all of the time and you can instantly, it's almost like the wind is blowing outside and you shut the door behind you and there's complete calm and peace in this place. And that is what God is inviting us to and that is what God is always inviting us to. And this is an opportunity for us to start the year of 2023 off in a place of nothing but abiding in prayer and fasting. Fasting is an interesting thing and I'm not gonna spend a ton of time. Um, there's a few different instances in, in scripture that talk about different fasts, but 
most of the time fast is referred to as uh, abstaining from food, which we all love, right? And so in this time, I would just have you ask the Lord, like, Lord, what is it that you want me to uh, remove from my diet that is going to cost me something? That's the sacrificial part of it. What is going to cost me? What is going to cost me something? Uh, I was gonna share something different uh, or in addition, but I think I'm gonna hold this uh, for a little while. I'll share it at some other point. Um, I wanna encourage you in this. I know this is kind of a bit of a different layout, laid out of service, um, but I wanna encourage you to find yourself abiding and crowning Jesus. And so I'm gonna invite the worship team up and we're not gonna go back into like a full giant set of worship, but I'm gonna invite them up to help me kind of facilitate the, the next few moments just for a little while. And, and Braden, he, he did something in, the, in, the, mess, in the, uh, the video. He talked about how what was taking place in this vision was birthed out of him praying in tongues. And I know that there's controversy in the word. I know that people argue over theology based on like is, is tongues for, for all of us? Is it not for all of us? Listen, here's the thing. There is an order in a way in which it is to be utilized, right? We, we can agree with that. If I begin to pray in tongues right now on this microphone, uh, you wouldn't understand what I was saying and it would benefit you nothing is what the scripture says. But it says, if I pray in tongues, I'm actually building up my own inner man, right? And so in this time of prayer and fasting, uh, we wanna invite you into relationship with the Holy Spirit. If you don't have a relationship with the Holy Spirit, um, Jesus, he did so many things uh, for us. He, he said, it is for your benefit that I go away. You can find all of this in scripture. I'm not making this up. In John chapter 14, John chapter 15, he said, it's for your benefit that I go away. Because if I don't go away, if I don't leave the earth, then I won't send you the helper. But if I go away, I will send you the helper who is the Holy Spirit. He talks about a, 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 an opportunity to receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you as, the, as they did in the book of Acts. And so for the next few moments, I'm just gonna have the worship team uh, join us. And, and I want us to start one, I want us to start this year off, this 30 days of prayer and fasting in prayer. I want us to pray together first. We're all here together. Uh, but I also wanna let you know this, that starting on Monday, January 9th, so the 9th, the 16th, and the 23rd, those are all Monday nights, from 6.30 to 7.15, we'll have a corporate prayer meeting in this room. This is open to anyone that wants to come, um, be a part of our church, not a part of our church, uh, it doesn't matter, but we'll have a time of worship and a time of prayer. This would be kind of our way of stoking your fire, so to speak, uh, as you embark on this journey of praying for 30 days and fasting for 30 days. And I'm not telling you that you fast from all food from 30 days. I'm just asking you to find something that's going to cost a little bit, it's gonna make you a little bit uncomfortable, so that you actually choose the bread of life in those moments and you don't crave or cave to sugar. <laughs> Lord Jesus, please don't let me crave cave to sugar. Thanks for listening. We hope you felt encouraged by today's message. If you need prayer or would like to connect with us, find us on social media or by going to renewlifechurch.com.